0: The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. Have you ever been intimidated by someone? Or has anyone ever told you that you were the one who's intimidating? Well, it all comes back to you. Only you can control whether you're intimidating or who you're intimidated by. Intimidation can be a wall, keeping people from being their best selves, stopping the creation of ideas, and shutting down a host of potential possibilities. But it doesn't have to. On today's episode of the Rebel Leadership Podcast, I'm talking to content strategy specialist, Mary Kate Karen about understanding when and how it's happening and how taking steps to completely shift the direction of an interaction or even a general perception can break down the wall of intimidation. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. So, are you intimidated by this?
1: Slightly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, I can't move back and I can't move forward. I'll get used to it. In it's like, okay. Probably you'll, five minutes. Yeah, you'll be a pro in no time.
0: So when you came to me about this topic, what were you feeling that day?
1: Well, initially I asked you about the topic probably out like, what, three, four months prior. And it was just me like throwing it out there out of the ballpark because like I had already listened to all the episodes because as we know, I commute for a little bit when I drive to the office. So I was listening through all of them and there was never just that topic about intimidation. So I threw it out there. And then initially, when I was like, "Okay, I got to bite the bullet on this. Let's schedule that meeting to talk if we want to actually make this into an episode. I was like, ready. I wasn't nervous anymore, like how I had first been when I was like, hey, like, what about this topic? Were you intimidated to throw it out there in the first place? Yes, initially. I think I was more nervous of what you would think and nervous like that I did have an opinion on it. And putting myself back in that position, I wish I wasn't because you were just so open about it. You were like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, "Uh, uh, what? (laughs) Like nothing, no other questions. You were just like, all right, I like it. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, okay. So you had shared something that
0: your mom said to you.
1: Yes. (laughs) So growing up, I've always been very like, go getter, straight to the point, just 24-7, okay, what's the next plan? What's A, B, C, D? So in my childhood, like, probably when I was, like, 12, 13, it was that point in time when I was recognizing that people my age didn't have the same ambitions that I did. So anytime I got, like, discouraged or disappointed or, like, I was like, why is this happening? My mom was like, they're intimidated by you. And I was like, what? And, you know, moms say things sometimes and, like, you're like, oh mom. Uh, Yes. Uh, Mom. (laughs) What, What does that mean? Like, what does that mean being like a 12, 13 year old girl and being told, Oh, I'm intimidating people. Like how does, what does that mean? And it didn't take me probably until like six months ago to really recognize what intimidation is and how it affects each person individually. And people that are intimidating can be intimidated Mm -hmm. So So what do you think intimidation means? Intimidation to me, there's, there's a lot of different ways that people can be intimidated. And everybody has that different philosophy and that different retrospect. For me, intimidation is feeling less, feeling inferior, wondering, okay, but can I reach this level? And putting yourself in that person's shoes and being like, What can I do to get there, but also why am I feeling this way, which is super important. And that feeling of inferiority is one that you have to conquer and one that takes a very long time and baby steps to recognize that you even have it. How do you think leaders can help build on
0: the intimidation factor in a bad way? What are the things that they do and how are... Other leaders able to dismantle it and just rip it apart and take down the wall of intimidation?
1: Leaders, in a bad way, aren't able to recognize when they're intimidating somebody. And having, as a leader, you have to have that internal self reflection and know okay, what am I doing? What am I saying? How are my actions affecting another person? And I'm in this position of leadership and power. And in retrospect, it's you are in this position of leadership and power, but really you're not because you are the leader and you're the one who is supposed to build other people up before yourself. Mm-hmm. So when a leader can't recognize that a person below them is feeling this way, it's one of those things that just like go straight over your head. You can't, you right. don't see it. You can't do anything about it. What are the things that they do that make them intimidating specifically? Specifically, like if we're talking like, upper leadership, it's not being approachable, not asking for feedback, asking for opinions, and just kind of dictatorship. And not all leaderships and intimidation come from dictatorship. But with that also comes being able to just not recognize things around you and being Mm self-aware. So talking down. Your tone. Tonality is so important. Because your tone and that vibe that you give off, and that's something that's huge here at Rebel, our vibe and our energy mm-hmm. and how we can convey to others what we're feeling. And if that tone is just like monotone, actually. And, or know, negative. Negative, mm-hmm. monotone. An individual is going to perceive that, and then that's how they're going to internally reflect.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's really yeah. hard work, like what you were saying, self-reflection. Because yes. there are every, everybody's human, regardless of your title, regardless Re- of your position, yes. right? And you have bad days, but it is so important because someone might be getting time with you and they're amped up and they're driving from 45 minutes away and they're nervous and they're excited to get time with you. And if you give them this intimidation factor, you could have changed so much for that person you could have in changed the, the opposite direction. In the
1: opposite direction for that
0: whole meeting somebody's... But but you may have had something horrible just happen to you as the leader. Yep. So it's like you you have you you really have to think about that in every interaction. You have to be extremely self-aware and realize like that person is getting this time with you and there's a role that you need to be. That doesn't mean don't be your authentic self, but it does mean being honest about like hey, you know what? I I want this to be a good use of time. I'm just not feeling it today. I'm not in my best state but you deserve better than that.
1: And that's okay and that's better to and that's the thing you're supposed to do. Be transparent and something you and I talk about a lot all the time is actually transparency which I love the fact that we can talk about that mm-hmm. because I'm just like full transparency just be honest. I'm yeah. exhausted but if you're honest with people people and a human being cannot be mad at you for being honest mm-hmm. depending on the scenario of course. Yeah. But If I literally came up to you and was like, hey, Allison, I'm exhausted today. I just I don't think I can do this podcast. You would be like, "Okay, of course, I want you to be your best self, be your best self. And we'll do it another day and we'll move forward from it. And that transparency allows a connection Mm -hmm. where then that also that barrier of does this person know that I'm also a human being goes away.
0: So we talked about honesty as a way that leaders can break down that intimidation wall. What are other ways that leaders appear to be less intimidating than others?
1: Less intimidating than others definitely comes from that playing field of that self-awareness. And we're talking a lot about a self-awareness. And it's going up to somebody and saying, hey, what's going on? How are you feeling today? How is your workload? What is the balance you're doing? hey, what are you doing outside of work this weekend? And it's making those human interactions and those human connections that remove that fear factor of approaching somebody. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we are all humans, but if somebody puts themselves up so high on a pedestal that they feel unapproachable, how do you recover from that?
0: Mm -hmm. I've also found that there's a way people talk where you can feel as if someone's listening just for the sp- chance to speak next or if they're really hearing what you're saying active listening and i and i've personally found when i get intimidated by other people it's like they're just waiting for me to stop talking and
1: that in and of itself is intimidating i agree cuz like for for me in that instance i'm going to pull age into it too so for me, I'm a younger professional in the industry. Mm-hmm. Very young for the industry, in fact. And especially where I am today, where I have been four years, et cetera. So when I'm speaking and others in that room know how old I am or they know how long I've been in the industry, regardless if I've been in the industry eight years, I'm, I'm still young for the industry. And when I'm talking, I can sense when people aren't listening. And that's a hone in of like my speaking skills and your personal confidence and and my personal confidence. Cause when I can tell that a room is not active listening, it's a reflection of, okay, what am I saying? How am I acting? And what can I do to be perceived differently? So normally when I get that sense, I'll wrap up the conversation on my end and I'll ask a question at the end. And that's like one of my biggest tricks, ask, questions. Even get them to if, respond. Get a response. Mm-hmm. Because if you can get a response, even, from, if, even if you're in a room of five people, 25 people, 500 people, if you can ask a question and one person can just pick it up, that's when you know you had at least one active listener. So regarding the age thing, yes, <laughs>
0: that and especially as a young female is a really hard thing to overcome. It is. I have personal experience with this. I could not wait, back in the day, could not wait to turn 30. I felt like 30 was the thing that I didn't, yes. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with the fact that I was in my 20s anymore because it means. Nice. but there was a story I was telling myself and it wasn't real because I had built my credibility. And I had confidence in what I did and I was really good at what I did. Right. And no one was telling me you're not good enough because you're young. I was telling myself I was not good enough because I'm young.
1: And that's exactly what's happened to me because I got into this industry super, super young in my teenage years, self-taught mentors, everything. Literally like the day I turned 21, I was like, I'm 21. Nobody can, finally. I'm finally 21. Oh yeah. my God. But instead of going, Oh, what am I going to do tonight with my friends? I was like, I'm 21 now. I'm officially adult. Cause you can't like, yeah, you're an adult when you're 18, but you can't drink until you're 21. You can't like do all those things in my head. I had such a mental barrier. Like, okay. Once I'm out of my teenage years, maybe I'll start being taken more seriously. And it wasn't the confidence in my skills. Like you talked about, like I I've built that I've harnessed that confidence. Like I have constantly involved myself, evolved myself, educated myself to the best of my ability for my age. And it's mental and it's getting over that mental barrier. And there's definitely a difference between confidence and being in Mm self-doubt. And you can be the most confident person in that room. You can be confident in your abilities. You can be confident in your work. You can be confident in yourself, but that self-doubt is something that can creep in slowly over time that just needs to be crushed ultimately. And it probably will never be crushed because we're humans. As we've been talking about, we're humans. We all have those emotions and those feelings and we have those days. And it's reflecting and being self-aware internally that can also affect that external self-doubt that you can project to others.
0: And you can't change age, Uh though. No, you can't. (laughs) <laughs> so why why is there, from your perspective, this feeling of a lack of confidence about it or you doubt the
1: age? Like, what is it about age that's a bad thing? I think with, and again, this is just my opinion, I think with age, people think, oh, the older you are, the more wise. Because we always know, like, the older, the wiser, the more mature. So How there's more lived experience. More lived experiences. Yeah, of course, But somebody who might be 50 and somebody who might be 30, while they do have 20 years of experience and age on that person, they haven't lived the same life and they haven't had the same story. So being in that perspective, everybody's path and journey in life is different and what they choose to do with their time is different. That 50-year-old may not have gotten into the field they're in until they were 27. But that 30-year-old has been in the field since she was 15. And being able to understand and shift that perspective to, okay, it shouldn't be how long we've been somewhere. It shouldn't be how old we are. It should be the amount and the time that we have spent building ourselves to be within this Mm -hmm. spectrum of where we are. So you're still in college, you're finishing it up. I am still in college, yeah. And you were an intern here Mm -hmm. and you were
0: rocking it out. (laughs) Thank you. And because you still had a year to go, you were still an intern while some of your intern peers were getting full time offers. Cause they had graduated already. Yep. And then we realized like all you wanted was to be here full time and yep. you were willing to make that work <laughs> with your class schedule. And it was like, once we knew that piece of information, everything changed. Because we immediately snatched you up, we're like, "Yeah, Mary Kate needs <laughs> to be here." Um, we gave you a full time offer, mm-hmm. but what happened in that moment? Did something change in you when we gave you that full time offer?
1: My confidence, and it's and I know it's such a silly little thing, but when others around you know your position, and it's anywhere we can say it doesn't exist, it does. When others around you know like where you are in life and your position in life, it's that factor of being taken seriously and understanding like, listen, I, I have you the experience. It. I've earned this. I have something to say. I didn't work my butt off for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you get where you are. And in that split second, I was like, okay, know what? I, I've earned this. I've worked very, very hard for this. I've put in my time, I've put in my due diligence, I have a full-time job before I've even graduated college, Mm -hmm. which is huge, huge, never in my life did I, like I I would have thought like I was cramming last second, like applying to jobs 24 seven, but realistically, like I am so thankful to be where I am, but I also know that I earned that. And I worked very, very hard for what I have today.
0: And connecting it back to the intimidation, I've personally seen a change in you ever since that moment where you became more confident and you overcame that age barrier that you were telling yourself after the intern title was shed, you have emerged and appear to be less intimidated by things that you were intimidated by before.
1: Oh, 100%. I Before I would not have come up to you and been like, hey, I have this great idea or really asserted like, an opinion I knew to be true or a fact that I knew to be true and fear that it would be perceived differently because I was just the quote unquote intern. Or even when like some people didn't even know I was still an intern (laughs) for like the longest time, people thought I was full time and it was really interesting because I didn't realize that until after I joined full time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was super cool to see. But getting back to like the age and where I stood, it was more, okay, maybe I have this power of authority and I have this voice now and people know that I'm here to stay. And I did see that mental shift with the people I was working with too, which was really interesting because as much as people say it's not there, it's there. Well, I think a part of that is leaders. So when a leader outwardly
0: shows that they believe in someone, it does naturally shift the perception of that person from their peers. Yep, And I think there's a big role that leaders play to say, yeah, that person is a rock star. Yeah, they are crushing it. Yes, they shed the intern title before they went into their last year of college. They're going to be amazing someday. They already are. It changes. There's a social status that's happening, yep. right? And it's, it's unspoken, and it's not playing favoritism. It's, it's showing your belief as a leader in people. And that changes
1: that intimidation factor. It changes the perspective. Being able to see, okay, so this person who is the leader, who's teaching me, mentoring me, showing me, okay, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, but not in a this is how way, more mentally and challenging yourself to do that. So when somebody like that is like, this person can do this, it removes all stigmatisms. Because they're the ones who are showing the right way. There's another piece that has always been intimidating to me,
0: which is the intimidation of someone who is extremely successful. Yep. And when, especially connected to the age thing, when you're young, you want it so bad when you're a hard worker Mm -hmm. and you're driven and you have aspirations and you have big dreams. That scares people. You want it super badly, but you see people who've already gotten it and you see their age and they don't seem far away from you and it instantly creeps in to the self-doubt. Yep. What has been your experience with having those big dreams and seeing others who are successful and how do you overcome that to not be intimidated by that person who's already successful?
1: I like to be very self-aware. Something I've worked very hard on is my self-awareness and understanding, okay, what am I feeling? How am I feeling about this? Why do I feel this way? And how can I change it? So I'm also a very, like, I'm a very personal person. I'm a very approachable person. I'm excited for them because I also know that they worked hard to get that. They worked hard to be right where they are. They worked probably just as hard as I did. And the metric that you compare how hard you work to somebody else is not a metric that should be in place. That is a mental barrier. And that's something you need to reflect on and overcome of why, why do I feel this way? So if you ever, if you're ever in a situation where you're like, well, I worked harder than that person. Did you, or do you mentally think that they don't deserve what they got and we should never be in a place where we're putting others down?
0: How do you think social media has impacted or m- exacerbated the idea of intimidation?
1: Okay, well, you know me; I love social media. Mm-hmm. That is like do you love it all the time. I don't love it all the time. <laughs> I love That's it. That's not a leading question, but kind of it is a little yeah. question. Like <laughs> my my whole like perspective on social media is that something I love to specialize in because I understand the power social media has, but with power that classic line with power comes great responsibility and negativity and doubts and everything like that. Social media is one of those things where I'm going to use LinkedIn as an example, because more of a professional conversation, I'm going to use LinkedIn. So with LinkedIn, you're connected to friends, coworkers, what have you. So when you're seeing others get positions or promotions or something of the sorts, it's interesting because you're like, Oh, this is, they're getting this promotion in life. They're getting this new job. Oh, they just bought a house? Some people post that on LinkedIn, which is really cool because you're like, oh my God, they got a house. Or you're seeing them change companies. and You quickly new compare companies. yourself. You quickly, quickly compare because it's right there in front of you. And that's where self-awareness comes in. And it takes practice. I'm not saying overnight. You're going to have the skill to be like, they worked hard to get that. I should be proud for them. But when it comes to that, that's when you have to practice self-awareness and practice those questions and those hard, hard questions you have to ask yourself. It's not easy. Personally, it's something I've worked on for probably the last five to six years once I knew I had to work on my self-awareness and knew I needed to project differently to individuals. Mm -hmm. So when we go back to that social platform, we're looking at all these things. It's like comparing and contrasting isn't going to get us where we want we have to work for what we want and you're seeing your friend or your past coworker get a huge promotion or switch jobs. And you're like, Oh, like why am I not getting that? Why am I not doing that? Put your place, put put yourself back in your own place, (laughs) like check yourself. And then also draw out a goal plan. Mm -hmm. What are the steps I can get to take there? What are the steps I can take to be a full-time rebel? What are the steps that I can put in place? How can I position myself in that way where, I can be taken seriously. I'm not graduated college yet, but I know I can time manage very well and have the time to still obtain this and still work my butt off mm-hmm. and maintain all those goals. So breaking it down into actionable <laughs> baby steps to achieve that future success.
0: Only you can control who you are intimidated by and if you are intimidating. Mm-hmm. And it's all folk, it all centers back to you. Agreed. No one can control it.
1: And one of my favorite things to always look back on is if somebody is, if I get the sense somebody's feeling intimidated by me, which is something that, yes, my mom told me when I was 12 years old and it <laughs> took me a very long time to like pick up on throughout the years or just somebody's plain told me I'm intimidated. I, li- I literally go back inside my head and I go, what am I doing to make this person possibly feel inferior to me? personal-wise, professional-wise, etc., And then as a leader, we can use that information if we reflect, how am I making this person feel if they're intimidated? How can I switch that to change it to, okay, if they're intimidated by my knowledge on social media, if somebody's intimidated by the amount of, because I have a very large knowledge on social media and mm-hmm. across the industry, if somebody's intimidated by that, what can I do? so they don't feel intimidated. Mm -hmm. Why are they feeling this way? Okay, let me ask. Hey, do you want to learn more about social media? What can I do so you feel like you have a broader knowledge on this and you can comfortably speak about this topic and become a thought leader yourself? So as a leader, we have to put ourselves in those positions, bank and shift back to the individual, and be a mentor to them and encourage their own growth and their own learnings. Because the second you ask somebody, what do you think? That's when the door opens to a room of possibilities that can happen. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Mary Kate. I'm sure your mom would be extremely proud of you and not think you're intimidating at all. Definitely not. (laughs)